Welcome to the Menopause Lifestyle Solution podcast hosted by Livia Francis. Each month I invite a discussion on a chosen topic within menopause, the highs, the lows and the experiences of midlife as women in our modern day society. And today we host an honest conversation with two women, women that have been in a relationship for a long time and have been through the highs and lows of the menopause together. So welcome Eva and welcome Helen. How many years have you been together? 18? Yeah, 18. 18. Doesn't feel like 18 though, does it? Right. Yeah, but it's 18, yeah. yeah. So when did you realise the menopause first hit? How did it feel and how was your relationship affected by it? So obviously this is really sort of, I mean, I am now, I'm 61, mm-hmm. so I'm actually 10 years clear of the menopause. Um, and it's an odd thing really because the menopause kind of hits just at the point where professionally you're probably having to fire on all cylinders. Mm. Um, you're, you've probably got the most responsibility that you'll ever have in your life. And at the same time, you're having to go through something that is physically and emotionally quite um, uh, affecting. So, you know, you are perhaps trying to manage some quite of high pressured things when you're not feeling fabulous. Um, So for me, I felt tired. Mm -hmm. I felt sluggish. I had weight gain. Um, I felt uh, self-questioning and and perhaps a bit, you know, insecure about things. Um, And I had some quite sort of high-powered things going on professionally. I was looking after some projects for the Olympics, um, as well as running the festival that I do every January. So there are lots of things, and we had a house move. So it's odd because actually there were lots of things going on that could have been causes of stress and you might say oh this is why I'm feeling a bit down in the dumps a bit tired but actually looking back on it now I realize that you know a lot of those are menopausal symptoms Um, another thing just to sort of say that was underlying all of this is when we moved to um, Brighton we had new patient checks at the doctors and the nurse took a look at me and she said I'm just going to throw in a thyroid test as well Mm -hmm. just to check because you just don't look quite you know as you should and the next day I had a letter from the doctor saying underactive thyroid you're going to be on medication for life here you go that came as a huge shock and that obviously that was a huge help Mm. Um, so sometimes you don't realize that there are all sorts of underlying issues as well but in terms of you know I think I flew off the handle too much I remember always looking at the ceiling of our office where I'd lost my rag and thrown a sandwich and this it was a, it was a, it was a gloopy sandwich and I then had to get on a chair and clean the office ceiling. So there was kind of like a white patch on the ceiling where I could always look up and think, you know, you really lost it there, girl. You know. So, and I think that that's, you know, I think it was a bit shocking for you that I would fly off the handle quite 
Yeah, I mean, as I, as you said, I thought because you were working so much and you were commuting a lot, I thought mm. you would have been very, very stressed. So I kind of like thought, I kind of overlooked the menopause. I didn't even think about it could be the menopause yeah. because I'm, I'm younger than Helen, I'm 13 years younger. So I just thought, oh, she's having a bit of, her fuse is quite short at the moment because right. of the stresses, yeah. but obviously there's a lot going on. Mm. It's fair enough, isn't it? And then, actually, you know, not having a period suddenly, that came as a huge shock. And even though I hadn't particularly wanted to have children, the fact that you then cannot have children, you know, end of, last period, it's sort of sadness as well. There's a sort of bereavement process as well for... Mm that so um yeah it was a strangely affecting moment for me which was about 51 52 years old uh, and then i didn't actually have things too badly i didn't have the night sweats and all of that but i did have hot flushes and uh, mood swings and that but it wasn't it wasn't too bad and i think also because your mother had been good about telling you about how she felt during the menopause you'd got more yeah. understanding perhaps for me i mean yeah i mean i i remember when when you went through that i remember that you know how my mum was mm. and there were similarities in the mood swings and in the short fuse and getting angry very quickly mm. um and that kind of like was very similar and i remember that very clearly my mum you know Losing the plot very quickly so and she becoming angry. Did she speak to you about what she was going through then um, at the time? We, sp we spoke about it years and years later. Okay. Mm. When I, you know, I apologised to my mother about being having been a very difficult teenager, and said to me, "That's fine, don't worry." And we spoke about things like that yeah. many years later. Mm. You know, when I was more grown up. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember that very clearly. I remember my mum in the kitchen getting angry very quickly. And that's quite similar. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know, did we argue more? Maybe I don't know. Particular. I mean, to be I honest, it was such a strange... It's almost like I can't really remember that period. It's like under a cloud. Mm. Um, so I don't know if we particularly argued. <coughs> You were working very long hours in the hospital and doing your nurses' training, and there were all sorts of. It's hard because life is never sort of you know straightforward. You're not doing oh right, this is the period where I'm going to have the menopause. This is this is a period where I'm going to do things professionally hard or train to be a nurse. Or, things are always interwoven, aren't they? So the picture is more complex. So that's what I, you know. I'm saying it's, a, it's sort of a perfect storm, isn't it? You've got big responsibilities professionally and you're having to deal with a hormonal change mm. and all the effects that that has on your body and mind. So, you know, there's two things together. Uh, I mean, I wonder if, you know, if, um, if you didn't have to work, you had lots of money, mm. obviously you had other stresses, but if you didn't have to work and you didn't have the stresses that most people have or everyone has in life, mm. how would that look? Mm. Just the menopause on its own, isolating mm. that. Does that make sense? Mm. I wonder if it would make it harder because you've got nothing else to distract you. You know, yeah, when you're yeah. working professionally where you've got targets to hit or you've got mm. something that drives you, whereas if you're thrown back on yourself, 
and you've got nothing else to consider, mm. then maybe it fills your available space, as it were, for stress and, you know. Yeah, I think you're right there. It is a good distraction to have work yeah. because you can keep you can keep up the same normality, mm. the same diary appointments, mm. etc., the same schedule. And mm. um, work colleagues, because we didn't touch on how they mm. were affected, because you yeah. lost at work, you threw the sandwich yeah. on the ceiling. So. Yeah, well, nobody else was there. <laughs> it was a Sunday, I was there, we were just there on our own. So it's just, yeah. Um, so work colleagues, well, I, we're only a team of two for most of the year. Mm. So I think my colleague didn't really, hadn't really clocked it. And I think there is a moment where you're going through and you don't actually want to say to someone, hey, I'm going through the menopause, because mm. it's just a bit too personal. Mm. And it's a bit too, you're dealing with it yourself um, and you don't particularly want to be talking about it with work colleagues as a male colleague so I think that there's a certain amount of not denial but sort of living a kind of secret life perhaps so uh, yeah I didn't really talk about it it's funny because even with my female friends um, we talked about it later retrospectively but none of us acknowledged at the time we were going through it Um, and that's odd considering that we're all happy to talk about it now in fact we all seem to be talking about nothing else <laughs> um, so uh, yeah it's just interesting uh, and now of course so uh, with bioidentical hormone yeah, therapy interesting tell us all about that yeah so that. it was really um, I read an article in The Guardian um, it was an interview with Jeanette Winterson Mm-hmm. who had gone to the Marion Gluck Clinic in London and she was talking about having all these tests with the hormones and how much better she felt as a result of this. And I looked at it and I denied and I rang the clinic and I just got put off by the horrendous cost of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, no, it's just a bit beyond what I should be doing for myself. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, years later... Then I went to a workshop, mm. uh, your workshop, Livia, and we had Dr. Um, Savier talking about my bioidentical hormones. And I thought, oh, we didn't look at that before mm-hmm. um, when Helen had a look at this interview. Um, and then I was thinking, I wonder if I'm perimenopausal, because mm. I have been lately, for the last kind of like year or two, feeling like a bit more tired, yeah. mood swings, a bit more uh, kind of like tension, okay. a bit lower in mood, a bit harder to keep myself up and going. Um, and I thought, I wonder if that is to do with that. And mm. I spoke to Helen about it. So, you know, Dr. Savi was talking about bioidentical hormone. Remember, you were, you were looking at it. So we looked at it again, and we decided to give it a go. So we booked an appointment, and we decided to just, let's spend our money, and let's have a look at this, because obviously, you know, it is affecting, it was affecting my life, how I felt. It was really hard to get through the day. So we went and we had some blood tests. Mm -hmm. Uh, My blood tests came as, my hormones are in the lower range, so I'm borderline, yeah. so I'm getting there. And obviously I'm symptomatic, so I was having all those symptoms. Mm-hmm. And the doctor said to me, yes, and it's very good that you came so early. There's no need to suffer. 
um, and she gave me um, a small dose of all the hormones. Okay. They come in a cream pump and you rub in your wrist or your clitoris. Um, and after a few weeks now, I do feel a difference. I feel more uplifted. The cloud have, has lifted. It's just been two weeks. No, it's been a few weeks. It's been, it's been about four, four, five, four weeks. five weeks. Four or five weeks. It's happened quite quickly though. Mm. Yeah, and the cloud just slowly lifted, lifted, lifted. And the brain fog is gone and I feel happy with myself. Better, I think. I think it'll be interesting to see if it will have anything to do. I know you're following the food plan, but with, the, well, yeah. with the weight loss, you yes. know, because you were starting to feel heavier around yes. your waist, weren't you? So, uh, yeah. we need to keep an eye on that and see what happens. I've lost five kilos. Um, well, you're eating more than ever, all and you've lost my waist. Thank you to lovely Lydia's yeah. food plan and coaching, nutrition coaching. It's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, good. so that will have made a difference as, as well, I think. Mm. Okay. Mm. And so, um, did you go for a hormone test? I did. Well? So, I yes. I mean, it was, for me, it was a very interesting... I wasn't particularly... It wasn't that I wanted particularly to have HRT, which is effectively mm. what it is, but it's obviously it's bespoke to the individual. Um, so that wasn't specifically why I went. Um, but they, before anyone will touch you, you have to have various things done. You have to have a, a bone scan and a pelvic scan and you have to have um, a breast scan. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd already had the, the mammogram done, in fact, mm -hmm. so that was all fine. But uh, interesting for me, the DEXA scan, which is the one that's for your bone density, mm -hmm. um, I just thought, you know, I do weight-bearing, load-bearing exercise in the gym, I go to the gym regularly, I walk a lot, I have a healthy diet, I'm not overweight. You would think it would be fine. <coughs> I have osteoporosis in my spine and in my right hip. I've got osteopenia. Um, so that was a shock, um, actually, and took a bit of getting used to the idea that actually, you know, you're not indestructible and that, you know, no matter how good people say you look for your age, inside you cannot lie, mm. you know, your body is what it is. Um, so, in fact, um, I went straight on to medications for osteoporosis, which, you know, it's a good, it's, it's a, it shakes your confidence, mm -hmm. because you just weren't planning on being told that you got osteoporosis so young or early. Mm. Um, but nevertheless, good to know, because that did explain a lot of lower back pain, which I just thought was muscular. Um, and so now I know what to be careful about. Mm. I go back for another DEXA scan in about a year, and I'm hoping that it's been pulled back. Um, but it just means that certain things in the gym, obviously now, whether we go to the gym, it's not an, oh, shall we, it's you must because mm -hmm. it's so important that load bearing exercise now but um you know not being very careful about bending those are the things for my lower back so deadlifts and things like yeah. that deadlifts really are not right cannot do no but supportive uh, support in the, yes in the, in the machines i suppose it's absolutely really Tank. important but then so because i think that the doctor was not going to recommend me for um any of the 
therapy, any mm -hmm. of the, um, the bioidentical hormones. Um, but because it had revealed the osteoporosis, yeah. it actually was a good idea to have some of these hormones coming in. Although, you know, it's a bit divided. Doctors will tell you that actually the, um, the alandronic acid that I take once a week and the mm -hmm. calcium tablets mm -hmm. should do the trick, and that's really the, the fix for osteoporosis, right. um, that actually the hormones can also help support that, particularly the testosterone. Mm. So um, I'm also on the, on the bioidentical. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I feel a little lifted. It's maybe a little bit more irritable, I think. But we'll just wait and see how that balances out with the, with the blood tests. But, yeah, so we're just moving forwards, as we say. It's very well, it's quite interesting that it's for other, other health issues because well, she, yeah, it's so thorough with the bone scans. Well, they um, will not tempt, they won't tempt fate. They won't give you treatment unless they know that you're safe to treat mm. and then they will monitor you to make sure that there are no adverse effects mm. as opposed to standard HRT where it's one size fits all, here's the mm. tablet. And we know people feel fabulous, you know, you hear, you know, people say they feel wonderful on a standard HRT. Um, so, yeah, it feels just a, a bit more personalised and... Okay. So, if you were to say to people, you know, when you feel the first effects of menopause, yeah. do something about it. Mm. What would you suggest that they would do? Would you talk to your partner? Would you go to the doctor? Would you go for bios? What, what um, would you say from your experience? I would say first look at your diet. Make sure you're eating the right foods because mm. what you eat affects your mood, not just your physical health, it affects your mood. So um, you can do a lot with that in terms of your symptoms. Mm -hmm. So if you go to the doctor, the doctor is going to either treat your symptoms, your depression or your anxiety or your low mood, mm -hmm. or they're going to give you HRT. But you may be able to do a lot with diet and exercise, lifestyle changes, rather than, you know, have a, not, a, not a very healthy lifestyle. And then on top of that, mm -hmm. treating your symptoms mm -hmm. with medication. Thank you for joining us today and do remember to get in touch. Together we can really help to break the taboo around the menopause. This is Livia Francis, founder of TheMenopauseLifestyleSolution.com. A huge thank you for joining us in our quest to bring menopause really to the forefront of our minds and create that change. Do check out the hashtag Menopause Lifestyle Solution. Remember the YouTube channel menopause lifestyle solution the same with instagram menopause lifestyle solution we are also on facebook we are also on podcast we are also on linkedin